0: Welcome to episode 6, season 2 of the Dead Serial Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. Today I'm sitting down with Eli Phipps, founder of the Music City Horror Podcast. Before starting the Music City Horror Podcast, uh, Eli scored a record deal and toured with the band Wake the Night. After that ceased to be, he went back to work in retail, finished a degree, and graduated in 2016, and with a lot of time on his hands, he was inspired to start the Music City Horror Podcast. He's always loved horror flicks. His inspiration was wanting to discuss horror movies. He also wanted to get more of a female voice out in the horror community and is co-hosted by Lena, Kayla, and Kayla. I'm excited to catch up with Eli, so without further ado... Uh, Eli, what's up? How are you, man? Good, man. How's it going? Doing very well, thank you. Your October eventful so far?
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been a little crazy. Um, Just from... Uh, uh, uh podcast standpoint we're we're this is a big month obviously but then uh my work as well uh, halloween is like the big industry for that as well so it's uh it's been a it's already been a long long month i can't believe it's just like barely halfway finished it feels like it's already. it feels like <laughs> i've already had a full month and i still have like two weeks to go so
0: well, and I kind of feel you. For some reason, I thought it'd be a good idea to shoot for four episodes this month. And this is the third one. I've got another one after this next week. And I don't think I'll ever do four in one month again.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we started off similar. Like la- our first episode, I think, was September 29th of last year of 2017. And I think we started off, I think, like five weeks in a row, just once a week. And, um, Partly because obviously Halloween season was over, but as soon as that was done around like the first week in November there, the girls were like, okay, let's not do this once a week thing. Um, Let's switch to, you know, every two weeks, every threes, whatever it is. So um, it really, it it can, it can like swallow you if you don't watch it. So.
0: Well, we all have lives outside of our podcasting.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately (laughs) Um, I think, I think some people forget that, I guess, because growing up, we, you know, we had, you know, Howard Stern or whoever, you know, we had all these people on the radio and like, that's their job. That's all they did. And so when you have people like you and I doing these, you know, shows, it's, I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's kind of a glorified hobby, I guess. I don't know, you know, like we're we're putting a lot of time and effort into it, but we still have day jobs, so it's not like we're right. rich and famous or anything.
0: Well, we're not seeing a huge return on our podcast. Yeah. We have to go to work and make money and bring the bread home, if you will. And mm-hmm. but it is fun. I'm having fun. Yeah. Um, and you guys are doing an exceptional job at Music City Horror, and that's you, Lena, Kayla, and Kayla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now i mentioned you were the founder of the podcast how would you put it i don't want to piss off the lead. yeah
1: um i guess unofficially that's accurate um i i had wanted to do this for a while and um so we started in 2017 i mean i i think i remember at least a year before that um talking to one of my buddies <clears throat> excuse me About, hey, we should do a podcast. It wasn't about what the music sea horror is, but it was something else. Like, we should do, you know, a podcast once a month and just, you know, stay creative, do something. And it just didn't happen. And I had the, um, I had the, I got the logo made, um, I don't know, about about a year before the show started. So, I mean, like, I, I had the wheels rolling for a while. And, um, through various weird coincidences, met the girls. Um, and so my pitch to him was, you, you know, I, I'll do the majority of the work if you guys just show up and, and do the show with me. Um, nice. And part of that was like a, um, kind of like a self doubt thing. I didn't know how good it was going to be, but I knew I would work very hard to get it to where all they had to do was show up and talk. And um so but yeah, the logo was me, the um, name, uh, I got the website set up, I got all the socials, um, I book all the guests as of now, um, but it is very collaborative though. Um, you know, it they, seems
0: like you guys all work really well together. Every episode is extremely well done. You guys have a lot of content. There's little to absolutely no lag time or interruptions and the way you kind of describe how how your pitch was to your co-host is kind of how I feel every single episode as long as I get somebody willing to show up I'll do all the heavy lifting
1: yeah <laughs> and you know it's 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 not a it's not an ego thing it's just a um you know like i I I'll do I believe in it so much that I want it to be easier for you. Like I'll just I'll do all this boring crap, you know. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've all come up with episode ideas, and um, Lena started doing like her fun facts uh, in the show, like trivia kind of thing, and right. Um, so we all kind of have our um, uh, we all kind of contribute and um, you know have fun with it. But yeah, it's pretty wild. A lot of people somebody else I was talking to one of our other friends and one of a podcasts I don't know but we don't um, so when I say we don't edit our show I mean like we edit it in the sense that like like we'll stop recording and insert some music and then start recording and you know I'll, I'll miss what the the EQ and that kind of stuff but like when we hit record we don't like stop you know what I mean? Right. We just, it just goes. So I think, you know, to the, it's kind of a testament to how comfortable we've gotten with each other, that it, it's, it's pretty smooth now that we, most people don't really notice that kind of stuff. I mean, we just, we just push the button and let it ride, you know, it's kind of more of a warts and all kind of a thing. Like, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time getting it perfect. And, you know, if, if we were a a big podcast and corporate sponsors and that kind of thing and getting paid to the, to make it totally a different story altogether but for now like yeah we just we just hit the button and go
0: well and that's kind of the same way i do the dead Serial podcast is it, it's more or less an open forum i we might have a, an idea of what we're going to be chatting about but it's not like i don't send anybody a list of questions and this is what i'm overly curious about i try to get a general idea of who I'm having on, if I don't know him personally, Um, but outside of that, I hit record, and very little post-editing, it's non-scripted, and I just think it's more organic, and that's what I love about Music City Horror, and you guys do a phenomenal job, excuse me, you guy and ladies (laughs) do a phenomenal job at just keeping it going, it sounds natural, and the flow's there, but it's not scripted, and I think that's the most important thing when I listen to a podcast is if it sounds scripted and it's just kind of a cut and paste Q and a and shit ton of editing, it, I, it loses me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And you can kind of tell, um, I mean, one of the, um, one of the first, well, I don't know. One of the first, I guess, podcasts that kind of influenced me or, you know, I, I listened and started following and like, man, I would like to do something like this. Just talk about something I like. But it, it's shockwaves and um, nice and same kind of thing. I mean, they you know, I guess they kind of start with the, the same format. I guess they kind of, you know, maybe talk about what they've done since the last episode. And then they say what they've watched since the last episode. And that segment, you know, they'll talk. 20 minutes, they may talk an hour and a half, you know? I mean, it's just, they're just kind of batting off of each other. And, um, you can tell that it's like that segment, you know, the, the criteria is set, but they don't script it like, okay, now you're going to say this and then you're going to say, I mean, they'll just kind of go off and do their thing. And so, um, I mean, there are some good, well, and I guess it depends on the format too. I guess some formats you really have to script it. But um, I kind of like our format and and yours too, actually. I mean, just kind of, I like it kind of loose, you know, just kind of coming up with things on the fly, you know, having a basic structure, but then kind of filling in the blanks as you go. Well,
0: and it's just more, I don't want to say sincere, but like I mentioned, organic, it's just a natural conversation, which is awesome. And I do mention it on the intro, but obviously music, city, horror, Music City, y'all in Nashville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's fitting. Horror, your podcast, is solely focused around the horror genre, which is killer. I never really understood the concept of a horror podcast till I listened to your guys's again, excuse me, your guy and lady's <laughs> podcast. And uh, I did tune into a few episodes of Shockwave and then Nightmare on Film Street uh, is – A super well done Mm -hmm. horror podcast as well so for my horror podcast I go to you and Nightmare on Film Street and that's kind of about it but that's awesome man yeah you guys have had a lot of killer guests on obviously you and I have talked about it and Joe Bob Briggs are you kidding me
1: (laughs) yeah that one was it was kind of one of those um, we've got a list of people that we you know I guess you can call a bucket list whatever just you know
0: is, I think it would be fitting to use the term, especially with your podcast, kill list.
1: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like just if if there's no restrictions, if you just had access, like who would you interview? You know, so we have this list and um, he was I mean, he was in my top five just immediately. And nice. um, I don't I mean, I don't think I, I I would have never assumed that we would have gotten him. But I didn't think we would get him that early into our career or the, the show it was less than a year and we interviewed him. So, um, but yeah, great
0: interview by the way.
1: Yeah. He's crazy, man. Um, it's kind (laughs) of, kind of like we were just saying, like, I wish, I wish we had been recording before, we started because we got like twenty or twenty five minutes of just him riffing on crap, and it's like, damn it, why didn't we hit the record button
0: on that? That's solid gold content. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and going back to our conversation, um, we're still working on the Nashville trip. He, he, we, um, it was we were trying to get it done for this month, but when they announced he's doing more shows with Shutter, he's uh, October. Just he got swamped, and he's like, I. I can't do anything else in October, even if I wanted to. So, um, so when I, when I told people we weren't doing it, it just meant like, not right now, we're going to look at it again. I'm hoping, hoping in the spring, we'll be able to pull something off. So, well,
0: I told you, if you get Joe Bob Briggs to come out to Nashville for a music city horror event, I will get on a plane and fly my ass to Nashville and meet y'all in person and a 10-set event, so please make it happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll show you around, we'll we'll show you the the sights and sounds.
0: Well, you've had other great uh, quote-unquote celebrity guests on the Music City Word podcast. What, outside of Joe Bob Briggs, I mean, is there anybody in particular that stood out or that you were really excited to sit down and kind of get an inside scoop on their experience Throughout the the horror genre throughout the 80s and 90s, even into the early 2000s.
1: Um, I mean, we've been really lucky. Um, I mean, our first interview was Michael Berryman, and you know, just talking to him about Hills Have Eyes and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, it was just.
0: Phenomenal, yeah, dude. it was very surreal. <laughs> and
1: if, if if any of your listeners, if you've you know ever talked to him or done any research on I mean, him, he's he's very educated, very well spoken. So, a lot of these guys, you know, Wes Craven's a big one comes to mind. A lot of these guys are very educated, very soft spoken, but then they're doing these crazy, you know, horror movies and stuff. But, yeah. um, I mean, he was awesome. Um, I think the next one we did was Lania Quigley and um, all my all my friends you know were like oh my god i had such a crush on her blah blah blah, you know all that stuff
0: i absolutely did and when i listened to that episode that you guys like i are you just gonna have to deal with me saying you guys i apologize it's fine Uh, it's fine (laughs) but when i listened to that episode and i couldn't remember her by name but then listened to her talk and going through everything i was like holy shit Mm -hmm. how did how did these guys pull it off
1: (laughs) Yeah, and she's one of those. She's been in, like, you probably have forgotten all the things that she's been in. You know, she's just been in so oh, yeah. many movies. Um, but, yeah, we got those two pretty quickly. And then um, we got uh, Dee Wallace was a big one for us. I mean, she, uh, um, you know, obviously she was an E.T. That's one of the biggest movies of all time. And, um from a horror standpoint, she was in The Howling. She was in Cujo. Um, because,
0: Iconic titles. Yeah, you know. Um,
1: Cujo was the one for me. I, I actually got attacked by a dog when I was about one. And um, I had to get plastic surgery on my face. And it was like a big, you know, big to-do. And so I've just kind of instinctively had a a thing with dogs. Just kind of, you know. as soon A little as they, weary, maybe? Well, just, you know, as soon as they, like... Tense up, I'm like, oh God, here we go, you know, and barking and all that. And if they jump up on me, it's all, you know, it's a lot better now that I'm older, but I mean, it was just, it's always been a thing. And so my parents thought it was a good idea to show me Cujo when I was like six. So, um, <laughs> so that one has just always terrified me. And so she, her, telling her, you know, having her tell us about it. And she actually said that's probably her, her best or her favorite performance that she's ever done. So that was, um, that was really cool. And then, um, we got to interview uh, David Howard Thornton, who is uh, art in Terrifier, um, which a lot of people i still not overly him. familiar with
0: that.
1: Yeah, it. So if you if you go on Instagram and type in Art the Clown or Terrifier something, I mean, it's kind of a um, it's kind of weird. It's turned into like a viral horror icon. I mean, there's people getting like tattoos of him now, and like people you know the cosplaying him, and I mean, it's really like. Spread and so, like, when we got him on the show, he he, it was really like starting to blow up, so we really got it kind of got ahead of that trend. But, um, but it, um, just premiered on Netflix. So, if you hadn't checked it out, it's on Netflix now. So, uh,
0: and I I do remember you guys talking about that a little bit. Um, I want to say in the last couple episodes,
1: I think so. Yeah, I can't remember if we, um, we either put that on the Halloween list or we just talked about it as like one of the best of 2018 or something. I don't remember, but... um, Yeah, but those are the big ones. And then, you know, we had Joe Bob, of course. That was, you know, probably the... uh, Maybe the biggest one so far just because (laughs) that interview... We got to interview him the week of the last drive-in. So he obviously was in everyone's mind at that, you know, at that point. But we had, um, had a couple couple hooks out for some uh, interviews for this month and i i I think the timing's going to be off so we really were trying to have like a like a home run halloween interview and i don't think it's going to happen so not that it won't ever happen just we're not going to get it in before halloween so (laughs) well and i i've got a
0: halloween special per se up my sleeve with my my buddy joe limbaugh is a huge pop culture icon he's been on the podcast quite a bit especially this season and so hopefully that goes well but you're kind of my halloween home run i think as far as (laughs) you know i mean somebody that's established and knowledgeable and i love horror and i grew up really kind of clicking with that like the first movie when my mom was like, well, I'm going to Blockbuster Video with your sister. What movie do you want? And I said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I think she thought it was going to terrify me. And she's like, oh, okay. I remember my sister came home and she's like, all they have was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So I hope you're happy. And like plopped it down. It was like somebody handed me the Holy Grail. And I put it in and watched it. It was probably maybe 12, 13. And it was... Phenomenal introduction to that genre. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. We were so, we were talking about that uh, today is the fifteenth anniversary of the the remake from two thousand three. So I saw your post right before we started recording yeah. actually. So you know, kind of kind of a love hate. Um, I enjoy it definitely. Um, from I mean, from a just a quality standpoint, I think it's one of the better remakes. I mean, you know, it's not gonna you're not going to replace the the original, you know? I mean, it's just not well, even...
0: and there's only one leather face, and it's Gunnar Hansen.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> um,
0: but cinematography's well done. There is some decent acting in that. The costume's on point. Soundtrack's good. It's just, like you said, it's not really going to... You can't outdo the first one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I think that one... I mean, it kind of, like... Like it took the it took the term remake to heart because I mean it's like really like the first one I mean some of the same shots and I mean it, it 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 almost like kind of flows the same way and so it didn't really like take liberties with like some of them did which some of the ones that did take liberties were not that great but uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah I uh, I didn't see. I don't remember seeing part two uh, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre until I was older, so I was a little bummed just because, um, you know, the first. So when 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 I rank movies, you know, I do like a like a five star thing. A five star movie okay. to me is like a uh, like a genre defining, you know, like The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, Halloween, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Nightmare Street. On yep. I mean, the these are movies that like change the genre somehow. Um, you know, four really good, really strong. Um, I, I've seen a lot of the fours lately. Um, three, you know, not bad, not great. I'm not over the moon about it. Two, <laughs> eh, I've seen, you know, and then one, obviously terrible. So, yeah. Um, so, the first one to me is a five, and then part two I'd put as like a three. So, Ooh, ouch. You know,
0: well, and I have bias, but I, I would absolutely five Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original two, with that bias in mind. I'm going to give it a four. There you go. Based off your rating scale. Yeah. I mean, but I've stated my bias.
1: Right. <laughs> well, and I, I think that's, I think when you watch something. It, you know, that, that influences as well, because, you know, some of, some of the, like the first ones I watched and, you know, I guess my parents were a lot, a lot looser than yours. I mean, they, I was, I remember watching stuff at like five, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) uh, but I mean, I remember seeing one of the first ones I remember seeing was Silver Bullet and nice. you know it's not great, but I have I hold it in high regard just because I was it was one of the first ones I saw. Um, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre at a very young age. Um, I saw Lost Boys at a young age. Um, I saw the first f- Nightmare on Elm Street. I saw was four, which in the grand scheme it's not the best, but again I saw it whatever when i was eight at a younger age yeah you know what i mean you have the same
0: bias with that yeah as i have with texas chainsaw too yeah
1: you know so (laughs) i think a lot of it is um especially like for for us i mean you know the quote unquote that's we you know we're too young to see it we weren't supposed to be seeing it so that kind of added something to it as well you know so um, yeah but with texas chainsaw massacre it was like I mean, my cousins told me it was a real, like, it was, it was real, you know, so. Well, it
0: starts out telling you it, it's a true story. Right,
1: and then that's the first thing you see on the screen is it's, you know, based on a true story. So I was like, holy crap, they like weren't kidding. Like, this is a real, not, you know, obviously I'm five or six, I don't know how movies are made. So I, you know, so that obviously terrified me beyond belief, but.
0: No, that, that's awesome, man. And. Speaking of the Lost Boys, I asked everybody for uh, a clip to toss in to the episode, and uh, I know you gave me one. Maybe we'll play that real quick and jump back into it and kind of go from there. Cool. Mike? Michael, you there? The
2: knock! Michael? Mike, what happened? Nanook. What about Nanook? What'd you do to my dog, you asshole? Nothing. I didn't hurt him. He bit me. This is my blood. Why'd he bite you, Mike? Huh? What'd you do to him? He was protecting you. Look at your reflection in the mirror. creature of the night Michael just like out of a comic book you're a vampire Michael my old brother a goddamn shit sucking vampire oh you wait till mom finds out buddy Sam
0: and that's an awesome clip great clip from the Lost Boys and obviously that's when Michael has already been with the vampires he's starting to become one he's getting hungry he goes for the milk his stomach turns to the point where he falls to the ground and he decides he's gonna go Feed on his younger brother, uh, Corey Haim, who's in the tub.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and, but a great clip. Why? Why do you think you picked that one, or, or do you know why you picked it?
1: Um, I, well, I, I, just rewatched it, and um, I, I think I posted something about it. Um. I don't know. might've been like a year ago. I don't remember when I posted about it, but um, we were just talking about like comfort food movies, like movies you can watch like any, anytime, anywhere, you know, and um, in the horror genre for me, that's, that's it. Um, But I, I mean, I still vividly remember watching that one. Um, It had came out. So came out in 87 and then like that following year i guess like 88 sometime it it premiered on hbo and um i guess their new releases always came out on saturday nights that was in the big premiere was always like eight o'clock saturday nights whatever so i went over to my aunt and uncle's house and i had two cousins that were older than me um probably i don't know one was like a lot older than me like 10 years older than me and one was probably five years older than me so they weren't there when i got there so I just went back to their their room while my parents were up front with my aunt and uncle, and I just turned on the TV and it came on HBO and then boom that's the movie that played, and they didn't check on me the whole movie like I sat back <laughs> there for the, the entire time and watched that and I'm like, you know, shouldn't that alarm you that your child's not making any noises? You know, like yeah, that's right. usually the the first <laughs> flag you know, but but um yeah I sat there and just watched every second of it. And it was a very cool, like some movies in that era were kind of, I don't know. They, cheesy. They, well, <laughs> cheesy for sure. But they were kind of going for like, they were trying to be like MTV movies, you know, like okay. trying to be hip and, you know, the, the lighting and the staging and stuff. And like, this one was just like, it was kind of like a, I don't know, like Marlon Brando, like it, it was just cool without even trying. You know what I mean? Like it, it would just, yeah. the cast was awesome. The music was awesome. The sets were awesome. Like it, everything was just going to be cool on this movie without really like going overboard. Um, but, you know, for it to be about teenagers and kids and, um, you know, it was wasn't that violent, really. I mean, there's a couple I guess the scene with the. It was a
0: little bit, but.
1: I guess the scene with like the the camp where they're at the beach, like uh, yeah. kill the first time, like that. The bonfire.
0: The bonfire, the, yes, the that skull was. Skull bite.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, cons- compared to some of the other stuff from that era, it really wasn't that bad, you know. Um, but, but yeah, that that one just always sticks out. But we we talked about. Comfort food and comfort, you know, movies or whatever, and that one could be on at any time, anywhere, and I, I'll watch it. And um, I watched it the last day of the month on September, and then the next day it left Netflix. So like I, I picked the perfect time to rewatch it because it left Netflix again. So,
0: nice and a phenomenal film, one of my favorites. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's really. <laughs> Crazy to hear like how, you know, it started out as I don't know if it was going to be an official something. It was sp- somehow s- tied to Peter Pan, obviously the Lost Boys, you know, and right. and it morphed into this like vampire thing. So just kind of researching it and seeing where it started and how it ended up was just it's it's wild that it ended up that way. But, um yeah, really
0: sorry i, was I interrupted like really you
1: really really solid 80s movie
0: i was just gonna add to that that it introduces kind of a dark and morbid twist to the peter pan story and are the lost boys vampires
1: i mean i think that 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 would explain a lot you know they they don't age and they don't die i guess you know so yeah. um, the only
0: thing we don't see in disney's peter pan is in surviving off of human blood yeah right right (laughs) Uh, well and you just went and saw a pre-screening of the new halloween last night yes you lucky bastard
1: yeah
0: (laughs) do you mind giving us a spoiler free quick couple words or i don't want to ask for a review necessarily but yeah i mean overall what what did you think that for me you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was kind of the horror movie that sparked my imagination and interest into this Rocky Horror Picture Show, kind of about the same time, maybe in the same year, but Michael Myers and Halloween, hands down, since I was a kid, I'm not going to state my exact age, mm-hmm. but you know, a couple decades plus ago, one of my favorite characters in One and two, I think, are phenomenal. Uh, I think Rob Zombie had hit or miss with his first one. His second one is just really, again, hit or miss. Uh, um, Stop putting your wife in your movies, Rob Zombie, please. Uh, No offense, but... (laughs) And then, you know, four, five, six. I just feel like she's a little bit overplayed in every single movie. It's kind of like Tim Burton always throwing... The Helen Bottom Carter and Johnny Depp in every single production that he makes. Let's yeah. mix it up a little bit, guys. <laughs> yeah. The so long story short, I, I love Michael Myers. I love Halloween. You've seen this year's Halloween, which takes place right after the first one. They've kind of wiped the slate clean from two on.
1: What did you think? Um. So. Okay. If you – I'm trying not to spoil anything. Um, I appreciate that. That's got to be tricky. <laughs> so, um, okay. So basically what you said is correct. So they, this starts after part one. Um, basically part one happens and the only thing they changed is that um, and I, this isn't really spoiling because it's in the commercials, but basically at the end of part one, they do capture him and he goes to a mental institute and he's been there for forty years. So that's really the only thing that's, you know, not exactly the same. Um, so then it picks up present day, which is forty years after the events, and it actually ends up being exactly forty years after the events. And um, I mean. I think the the choices they made, um, for like why they did the story that way really makes a lot of sense. And then, um, like Michael Myers has never been more brutal. Like he, this, <laughs> like this one. I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, if this one, I don't know. So on our, last, I think it was our last episode we do we do it like the retro rewind and we just talk about old right. movies and we did Halloween because it's the 40th anniversary and then the new ones coming out obviously and for me you know I never I don't I don't really remember that distinct like I don't know when I saw Halloween like it's just always kind of been been there you know what I mean so like nice. it just doesn't have that whole standing out as this is the event you know that kind of a deal cuz it's just always been it's just always been a part of my thread, I guess, you know. So the first one that I remember seeing was part six, which everyone hates, but I don't – okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, so for me, Halloween was always lower on the list. Like it was always Freddy and Jason and then, I don't know, probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then maybe, I don't know, Chucky and then maybe – I don't know. I mean he was just – he was on the list. He just was lower, you know. And um, uh, the story I told was I had, I think, part one and two, maybe even three on DVD and was trying to watch like four and five. So I ran over to my local Best Buy just to buy those two discs and they their online thing said they had it. But when I got there, they, they didn't have it. So they sold me the, the whole uh, Blu-ray box set. Is it for
0: like twenty bucks I twenty bucks, say, right, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I got the first six and then the two zombie ones. So I got eight Blu-rays for twenty bucks. So
0: <laughs> That's a killer deal. Yeah. And if I remember right listening to that episode of Music City Horror, you initially were like, well no, I don't need all of them. Right. I just need these ones and the the clerk's like, dude Yeah. Eight of them Blu ray 20 bucks
1: yeah ah yeah and and then that's just what sometimes when i get you know a list in my head or i have a task i'm just so focused like no 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 i just need these two you know what i mean and i don't remember if i thought he was like trying to scan me or you know like well hey i can say this like no 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 i just you know whatever it is but then i was like oh wait okay gotcha
0: ignoring the potential upsell yeah No, no, no i'm good
1: so oh, wait, what? <laughs> so I went through and like, I went through the entire series um, a couple years ago, two or three years ago, whatever it was. And um, I definitely have a, a, a better appreciation for Michael Myers and the, the, the series as a whole. Um, I mean, the first one is just, I don't, I don't know what you want to call it. Perfection, masterclass, whatever. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just so good on so many levels. And, i mean what carpenter contributed with just that movie from a music standpoint and filming it i mean it's just unreal um so if you feel that way about those movies um uh, i think you will love the new one um, nice. is, um i saw someone rate it as the best halloween sequel of all of them um Agree or disagree? Um, I, I think overall I agree. I mean, I ha- I'm i one of those. I, I like Halloween 3. I have a soft spot for it. And I like like 6, even though it's kind of bashed on. But, um, <laughs> I mean, as far as quality goes, I mean, if I'm being objective, then yeah, I think the new one is better than those. Um, and you'll kind of see, I was surprised that those two guys are the guys that did this one just because, I mean, it's...
0: It was kind of out of left field coming yeah. from those guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're, you know, they, they've they done some other not comedic stuff and some of their stuff, like they do um, vice principals on HBO and that had its, you know, not humorous moments and stuff. So, um, you know, it wasn't totally far fetched. It's just, I would, that's not the first two guys I would be like, hey, why don't we resurrect Halloween? You want you know, um, and there I are some. What fun- I
0: heard. Oh. Danny McBride was attached. I would, it really kinda took me a 'cause so I'm like, What? And I knew that he'd just kinda come off of um uh, Alien Covenant mm-hmm. and and I'm not a huge fan of his comedy, but then seeing him as in a serious role in Alien Covenant, I was like, Fuck.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. He he actually is a good actor. Yeah. So I wasn't really nervous with him being attached, I was more intrigued than anything like all right, well let's see what you got and yeah. then the director I'm horrible I can never remember his name
1: uh David I think it's David Gordon Green you are correct <laughs> it sounds familiar enough for me to say that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's I think it was just one of those you know they 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 spent a while working on it and they they got in touch with Jamie Lee Curtis and you know, like, hey, do you, do you want to do this Halloween movie? And, and she John Carpenter. Yeah. Well, she thought that they were joking at first, you know, like, are you how can you possibly, you know? And they said, well, let us just send you the script. And she said, OK, I'll read it tonight and I'll let you know tomorrow. And the next day she's like, yep, I got to do it. And then they made her like the she's also an executive producer on it so she yeah, had a lot of, like she helped with the script and she helped with a lot of the she kind of like filled in where like John Carpenter wasn't now, and John Carpenter was involved but he was it was more of a spiritual kind of you know he gave their bless his blessing and, but he wasn't really involved with the production from what I've gathered um, well, and I think
0: outside of the soundtrack and the title of executive producer and being there that was kind of John Carpenter's bag
1: right yeah. And I mean, and the soundtrack's awesome. I mean, he did a nice. really good job of tweaking, you know, that theme. And, um, but I mean, there's like, there there's kind of what we were talking about. And I can't remember if we we're recording or not. We've already, it seems like we've been talking for like two hours already. <laughs> it's um, about 45 minutes. There we go. And there'll
0: be a little bit at the beginning that is kind of us bullshit and i'll snip out other yeah. than that it's all going to be there
1: <laughs> sometimes when i when i start talking it's like running downhill i'm just like i just keep going like oh it's been two hours so <laughs> um but you know like for like the we were talking about remakes you know the nightmare and elm street remake uh, you know they're, they're they're trying to do this uh, it's it's a di- it's a different take on it and you know, it's going to be blah, blah, blah. And then it was like literally the same thing. And yeah. the, the makeup was just worse. He looked like a burnt turtle. And then like terrible. Yeah. You know, and then they were like copying like exact scenes and stuff. And so, oh, and in Halloween, there are some scenes that are reminiscent from other entries of, you know, uh, of, of uh, the you know other movies and stuff, but it's not like, Hey, let's copy this exactly. You know what I mean? It's yeah. more of a wink and a nod, like, "Oh, do you remember when that happened in that situation?" You know. And nice. It's, it, it's paying
0: know, homage more so than
1: exactly copying exactly shot
0: for shot, mm. line for line, exactly what went down. And yep. I was really looking forward to the new Nightmare on Elm Street with Jackie Earl Haley, and I felt terrible for him after watching it. So I was like, "What?"
2: oh he I mean, just great. came
0: off of watchman and fucking killed it as warshack who's just one of my favorite characters out of a graphic novel to begin with but so i was amped for nightmare and then pretty yeah. let down
1: yeah i mean he um i mean he's an awesome actor i mean he would i don't i can't remember if he whatever he did he got us he got he's an oscar nominee so whatever he did i think it was between Watchmen and Nightmare on Elm Street. So he did Watchmen, and then he did the, whatever that was and got the Oscar nomination, and then he... Nice. um, And then they gave him Freddy Krueger. So I, I think out of any of those, I think he was really the one that could have, you know... Killed it. Killed it, no pun intended. <laughs> I was trying to think of something else. Murdered, uh, you know, Yeah, we're he, just going to...
0: It's Halloween's coming up. It's October. We're just going to roll with Kill It.
1: Yeah. Um... <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I think he really could have taken it in a different direction and, you know, made it a little bit more menacing. Um, but, you know, it's just that could have failed for a million reasons. That's, you know, there's so many different reasons why a movie fails. But um, right. but Halloween doesn't <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that. Um, Good. They, they do bring in um, uh, Nick. Nick Castle. Was that the guy that played him first? Nick Castle. As,
0: in in the original movie in the credits, he was I think titled The Shape.
1: Discredited as uh, the Shape. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I can't remember his exact name. We're terrible. We're horrible Halloween yeah. fans. <laughs> I
1: think I think that's him, but, but he was so I guess they had two actors playing Michael. So he was uh, he was Michael when he wasn't in the mask uh and they did yeah and it really this isn't really spoiling it either but um they don't really show his face like they show like the back of his head with his hair and stuff but they don't like you don't really see his face so like that was just phenomenal the way that they filmed it and how they um, shot it shot everything yeah and then i guess when he goes on his rampage and he's under the mask i guess that was another actor um so but oh. they did a good job because they both look the same like i wouldn't have guessed that they were different but uh, well, and i
0: think from what i've seen off the the good old youtube is he was on set pretty much for the entire production so it was a stuntman for more of the active scenes and even though it's not him as the shape he's on set and being like, well, no, you know, I would tilt my head more this way. I would do this that right. way. Yeah. So really cool to have that, and we we could probably just sit and talk about Halloween and John Carpenter and Deborah Hill and all these amazing people who kind of spearheaded this genre in in many ways, but. One thing I wanted to talk about before we run out of the time is you guys are doing your first annual Monsters Ball in Nashville, Tennessee. You want to fill us in on that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah. So we, <laughs> we had to tweak it a little bit. Um, so it's not exactly as we were planning it. But um, you and I have talked. I, I used to play guitar in a band and, You know, we had a record deal and blah, blah, blah. So,
0: I mentioned that on the intro. We can talk about that for a while if you want.
1: uh, That's okay. (laughs) Um, So uh, it really was just a, uh, you know, popped in my head. I said it out loud. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Why hasn't this been done, you know? But it was basically just, you know, how awesome would it be to see all these, you know, songs from horror soundtracks perform live? And even... If you did see them live, like you wouldn't be able to see all of them, you know. So if you did happen to see, you know, Doc and doing a reunion tour or whatever, I mean, he'd play Dream Warriors, but then he's not going to play any of the other ones, you know. And so it just kind of like, well, screw it, let's just put a band together and play all the songs, you know. So, so I was going to play guitar and assemble the band around me, and then we had some singers lined up; they were going to get up and sing. You know, anything from one song up to I think one of my buddies was going to sing like five of them. So um, and then we had some um, movie clips that were going to play while the song was being performed from that movie. And um, basically just the wheels started falling off and uh, I just I ran out of money. I mean, uh, I my my amp messed up and I had to spend X amount of money to get it repaired and then it still wasn't repaired um, oh, shit. so then I bought a new amp and so before I even started in, in Nashville, you know, we, we have tons of, uh, places to rehearse. Um, but they, it's usually like 25 an hour. Um, so I mean, I was going to spend probably three or 400 bucks on rehearsal time. Um, you know, trying to pay the band a couple bucks. Um, one of my singers dropped out at the last minute. So I was going to find a replacement singer, but they were going to charge me to to do the event. And and that was before we even got like the t-shirts made and printed. So I mean, I was just, you know, I'm okay. You know, we talked about this is a hobby and we love doing this. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for spending my own personal money. Um, but like, I can't go into the whole thousands of dollars for one. of You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I Um, absolutely know. I would have top of the line, podcast equipment and iMac yeah, your know, microphones headphones p- yeah. a padded studio in my backyard and mm-hmm. but yeah no as we mentioned earlier that this is something that we do kind of out of the the love for it if you will maybe a love-hate relationship and and once you start throwing costs in there like I would love to have a huge line of merch even if you know me and three or four other people are into it you know, shirts, hoodies, mugs, you name it—all those things cost money, and when you don't have the capital to go ham, your your hands are kind of tight.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll mention that in a second, but yeah. So, <laughs> so originally, you know, my thought was I, I'll just I'll you know I'll tell the venue we can't do it, and, and you know hopefully they have time to fill in, you know, get something else well, on that that date, and uh, so I emailed the guy and, you know, pretty much immediately he called me (laughs) and, um, you know, I guess he's seen, we're pretty good about being, um, you know, posting and, you know, being active on our Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So he saw the event page and I mean, there's tons of people that have already said they're interested or going. And he was just like, "I'd, I'd hate to, to blow this whole event off. You know, can I get a, you know can i book another band and and we still do it like that's that's your call man i don't want to put you out you know what i mean i was like i'm just right, yeah. i'm not doing anything further so um but there's a local band from Nashville called Black Venus um they're duo and kind of a um uh eh, i don't want to call them like a, a black keys but they're you know they are a duo so they're kind of that bluesy um you know, they, they vintage, have some they,
0: classic they got, rock, yeah, you know seventies. Seventies,
1: yeah. They've got a they've got a spooky vibe going on. So like um you know, I don't wanna say murder balance or anything like that, but I mean they, they kinda <laughs> their whole vibe kind of blends in with halloween pretty well so i think it's going to be a good a good mesh so so even though we're not going to get to do it in our original iteration um, we're still going to be there and you know hosting it and uh so it'll be fun and then hopefully next year we'll have you know the full year to plan and get everything lined up and we'll be able to do part two the way we originally planned it so
0: Nice. That's awesome. It takes a lot of work and kudos to you guys for keeping your heads down and trying to make it the best you can, which it sounds like it's going to be a a killer event. I'm bummed I'm kind of stuck in Salt Lake City. It's a little bit of a drive to make it, but I'll be there in spirit. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think we're kind of creeping up on an hour. Is there? I mean, do you have any questions for me or is there anything in particular that you want to to chat about about music city horror or yourself or
1: um nothing jumps out i um i'm always the worst about talking about myself it's one of those and i'm sure you're the same way if someone brings it up i can talk all day but like i don't like the pull the horn out and toot it, so... Um, I'm, I'm horrible at that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, if you're in a job interview, tell me about yourself. Uh, like, can, why don't you just read my resume? So. Yeah, I would just slide
0: my resume back towards myself yeah. Yeah. and thank them for their time and head yeah.
1: towards the door at that, that point. That's it, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're on all the socials, uh, Music City Horror, so uh, we've probably been most active... Uh, on Instagram over the last couple, you know, weeks or months or so. Um, we started out really focusing on, on Facebook and, um, you know, got a lot of followers on there. And then, um, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it's just because of like the algorithms that they use or what, but it just, we weren't really seeing a lot of like interaction. So, um, since probably May May or June-ish, we've really kind of put a lot of focus on Instagram and tried to build up that audience and, you know, we'll do, you know, throw things in the stories like the, the vote thing and, you know, we'll post a picture, um, you know, we did a we did a, like a verses, and we put on one side is Dracula and one side's Wolfman or something like that. And we did verses, and it's just like comment in the, you know, yeah. Comment. Which do you like better? Werewolves or vampires or whatever, you know, stuff like that. But that gets a lot of interaction and people were replying and, you know, we get to chat with people and stuff. So, uh, well, and
0: that's how I've actually found music city horror was on Instagram, just surfing around, stumbled upon it. Um, and then I can't remember, I think I chatted with Lena a little bit and yourself, and then the the main actual account for Music City Horror. And you guys are great at content. Um, I, I've kind of moved away from being overly active, and I think I just got to a point where it was like, I don't want to be a social media content creator. I right. wanted to do a podcast, and I've kind of accepted the fact that it's just going to be organic likes. People are going to unlike and unfollow randomly, and that's fine. Um, as long as I'm doing a podcast and I lo- I'm i loving the people that I have on and I get to share that, sweet, I'm winning, I'm ahead. But you guys took the social content and and you kill it. You're awesome. Your Instagram's always super active. The Facebook page, um, you've got musiccityhorror.com. I'm overly impressed, Eli. You guys do an extremely well job with your social media content. Might be a little bit jealous, but it it takes time, and you know that.
1: Yeah, we've, uh, I mean, it's been, um, (laughs) sometimes it gets kind of, you know, we've posted, you know, three and four things in one day. It's just like, holy crap, you know, but um yeah. It's just, I don't know. I mean, we don't really have a, um, I don't, I mean, there's not a motive behind it. You know what I mean? We're just right trying to, I guess it's just one of those where, um, it's just easier to incorporate that stuff onto that site than to have everyone come to our site, you know? Um, so I guess that's really the whole thing because we had, we had started doing that kind of stuff on our web, on our website um, we had a little, uh, like polls and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. We had like a, we made like a top 10 list for something and, and, you know, we were checking it like weeks later and we were getting like four and five visits and correct. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. just not happening. So we just, um, I guess according to research, Instagram has the biggest return, uh, uh not a return on investment, but the, uh, the, like the highest engagement, um, out of all the, out of all the socials right now. Um, so, you know, it beats, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, I mean, you know, that's, that's the one right now. So we just kind of, like I said, it wasn't really a, a conscious thing. We were just like, well, let's just do this on Instagram and, you know, started slowly seeing it grow. And, um, so it's just more of a, substitute for the website you know so but i want to do more stuff on the website because that costs money so we're obviously paying paying to have our own website you know so yeah
0: when you're hosting the domain there again we keep kind of coming back to cost and uh, things cost money and if you're paying for it you kind of want to and should utilize it
1: (laughs) right yeah and it's you know we've We've got a Patreon on our website, and as you know, I don't try to push that too much, but you know, it is kind of one of those where I mean, even if we got five or ten extra dollars a month, that's that's gonna go somewhere, you know, that'll go towards absolutely the web hosting or buying new stickers or whatever Uh,
0: software, hardware for recording, editing, and publishing your podcast, (laughs) yeah,
1: all that stuff. So, but yeah, that's part of the reason. We, so I've got our merch store ready to go, but I just, right now we only have the, like the one logo t-shirt and I don't know, it just kind of feels weird to launch it with only that one thing to sell. You know what I mean? So like, I'm trying to think if I should just go ahead and do that or, or like maybe try to get at least one more shirt in there to sell or, you know, something. So, uh, well,
0: that, that's funny that you mentioned that because I think, um, I actually, more uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I know, at least that what is available on my online store, at dot I think it's stickers right now, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and I mean,
0: so fuck it, man. Put the shirt up. Go for it.
1: Yeah, well, we've got we've got stickers, but like when we do our when we do like our movies here in town, we just give those away for free. So like I feel I feel like a heel, like. If you get online, I charge you. If you're in person, it's free. You know that kind of a deal. But uh, honestly,
0: if anybody hit me up, I just give them stickers. When I run into people that I know, either follow the Instagram account for Dead Serial or or tune into the podcast, I kick them some stickers. Yeah, my guests that are on, it, I usually give some stickers. So off air. Give me an address. I know I've sent you some stickers before, but let me send you some more.
1: Yeah. I was actually going to ask you because I I think I lost the ones that you gave me. Um, I think I put them in my car because I was going to give them to the girls, and then they're just not in my car anymore. So, yeah, that would be
0: awesome. Yeah, the elusive dead cereal stickers. I'd be happy to send some more, man. Nice. So just send me the, the PO again and I'll. That way I don't have to scroll up. A million times in our Instagram yeah. messages.
1: Yeah, go find back it. a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, awesome, dude. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got a show in Vegas that you've got to go out to for work tomorrow, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate it. You know, Halloween October is one of my favorite months. Horrors definitely my top genre to go to. Um, I think at this point in my life, m- Marvel and comic book flicks might headbutt that a little bit but especially this time of year it's just awesome to have somebody who's more knowledgeable and more proactive and i mean come on music city horror that's your guys's focus and i, I love tuning into the podcast i had to have at least you come on and shoot the shit with me and get to know you a little bit better and i appreciate it man yeah any anytime i can do you have anything to pay back outside of sending you some more stickers please let me know
1: Yeah um, I mean we'll have to return the favor and get you on our show sometime so um, we I'm uh, not sure what I would really talk about <laughs> but well <laughs> we we do that retro rewind and so you know we haven't uh, we haven't done like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet so I mean that would be that'd be right up your alley so um, but nice. I found that like when we like sometimes if we get a co-host or a guest host or however you want to call it um i mean once we get on the show you 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 know more than you realize you know what i mean like you kind of start like you know once kind of that comfort thing you're kind of like i don't know what i'd talk about and then once we bring up texas chainsaw massacre 2 it's just like well let me open up this door real quick and you know so uh,
0: dennis hopper's best performance hands down
1: yeah oh man (laughs) the
0: the uncle of the kids from the first one I mean I, anyways that that's a perfect example right there you open the door I jumped on the grenade let's go
1: <laughs> well and I I will say this this will make you happy uh, going back and rewatching that one uh, part two um, I probably watched it um, well I've watched it several times since I originally saw it <laughs> as a kid you know when I kind of dismissed oh, yeah. it but um, probably within the last year or so. Um, Cause I think we were, I can't remember. I think we were supposed to interview Bill Mosley and oh, that, sweet. that got moved around or something. So I should probably revisit that. But anyways, um, I, I do appreciate it more now that I understand that like, it's, it's the way it is on purpose. Like it, like Oh, paper. Absolutely he purposely kind of camped it up and he purposely kind of put the comedic elements in it. And he was purposely like not trying to do a direct sequel. Um, so like now that I know that I'm like, Oh, okay. So that's, this is the way it's supposed to be. It's not like, it's not some kind of weird accident that it, <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. if you just look at them, back to back and take it at face value it's just like what is going on but well, and,
0: and everything from the cinematography the tone color i don't, I don't know and everything I'm talking yeah. out of my element but everything is it's almost a night and day difference from yeah. the creepiness and there's no satire in the first one it's just yeah. like you're on this terrible fucking adventure with these kids in a horrible, scary as fuck circumstance mm-hmm. compared to kind of more 80s pop culture, colors, music, it, it's funny at times, yeah. it doesn't take itself so seriously.
1: Yeah, so I I do appreciate it more, you know, now as an adult, and, um, you know, I think, well, I know, I, this is how I was, I mean, as a kid, you know, I just wanted to watch the the nastiest, goriest crap, you know? So, um, so seeing that one, which had its moments, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like unnerving, like the, the original, you know, I I think it was just easy to, to, to dismiss it. And so now, you know, getting older, you know, I don't have to have the gore fest every single time. Some of the stuff, uh, (laughs) you know, hereditary, it's not a gory or anything but it's oh, i still scary. have
0: to i still have to catch it i oh, haven't seen it
1: man it's
0: i've heard nothing but absolutely, absolutely good things about hereditary it's uh
1: it's something else i uh it'll it'll probably be neck and neck with the new halloween for like best of for 2018 i mean they're both just different not even on like different ends of the spectrum; they're on completely different spectrums, but they're both just really, really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: badass. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. I, I appreciate your time, and I'll keep tuning in to the Music City Horror Podcast. Uh, yourself and the ladies do a fantastic job, um, and yeah, I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words with that. I'm I'm just super excited to get the episode done and. Give me a, a little bit of time tonight, but it'll definitely be up by midnight Mountain Standard Time, and I hope you tune in, and I hope you dig it, Eli. Thank you.
1: Yeah, man, we appreciate it. Like I said, we'll get the we'll get the re- the favor returned. We'll get you on ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I and I do appreciate that, but I don't expect it. So if it happens, awesome. If it doesn't happen, awesome, and hopefully in the future. Maybe about the same time next year I can have you on again. We can touch base with what's going on with the Monstrous Ball. Maybe have one or all three of the ladies join us for a a quad podcast on Dead Cereal. There you go. And see what happens. Sounds like a plan. And that's another episode of the Dead Cereal podcast. A huge thank you to Eli for taking some time to sit down, chat horror flicks and his podcast, Music City Horror. You can find them on Instagram, at Music City Horror. Uh, don't forget, if you're in the Nashville area, on October 25th at 8 p.m. for 5 bucks is the first annual Monsters Ball presented by Music City Horror, and that's at 2511 Gallatin Avenue, Nashville, Tennessee. The music taking us out is by Rocky Erickson. This is off the soundtrack to the 1985 movie Return of the Living Dead. We'll see you next time. You're still here? It's over. Why am I still here? I gotta go work on the Halloween special with Joe Limbaugh.